Jerry, first off, I uh, want to extend uh, some uh, New Year's, uh, Happy New Year's to you and to yours. And, you know, we were on the air on Tuesday when the news came down uh, about John Madden passing. And uh, we were able to extend your statement and part of which, part of which read, I'm not aware of anyone who has made a more meaningful impact on the National Football League than John Madden. That was something that I took away from watching what I did on Christmas Day after thinking about it for a little while. Of all the people, and you are one of those certainly in there with a big impact, what did John Madden in your eyes do for this league? Well, first of all, Bobby, well, it's good to be on with you and good to be on with you with the last day of the year. Uh, with all the promise that we've got coming up for this new year and our future. So uh, it's a great time, and uh, it's a pleasure to be on with you guys. Uh, John Madden was uh, uh, just as special and unique as any of these tributes that you've uh, read or heard about him, and uh, that's the point. Uh, he lived, he walked uh, uh so to speak, among uh, various constituencies of the NFL. Uh, the number one was the fans. But, uh, boy, he carried all the way through, as far as I'm concerned, the entire gambit of people that are involved in the NFL. And he was so consistent. Uh, he was a caring uh, person. Uh, he, he was able to... Uh, uh, really look at and live in, uh, if you will, uh, a broader picture, a broader world. Television can do that for you. But where he really lived his days was in the small things. And uh, I think uh, when we stop and think about it, uh, when we get so caught up, or I, I stop and think about it, I'm advised a lot of times, Boy, Jerry, be careful. You better think about the nuances of the small things, the taste of the hot chocolate, the, the uh, uh, visit that you're having with someone that uh, uh, isn't exactly at the top of the list for getting first downs for the Cowboys. Uh, all of those kinds of things John Madden is about. He lived a life like that, and that's why you're seeing him the uh, pouring out of, of expression about him because uh, he did have that very common thing. I don't know if riding in that bus back and forth across the country uh, slowed it down for him. Uh, I'm not for sure, but it sure uh, represents what I think of when I think of John Madden. Yeah, and, you know, Jerry, I'm 42, so his time as a coach is a little bit before me. Now, I know about it, obviously, but I, I grew up with John Madden, and watching football, and as you mentioned, like the impact on television. Well, this is right at the time when you bought the Cowboys. Like, when did you, when did you get to know John? Like, when did you meet him? What was that like? Well, I was, of course, in, uh, introduced by virtue of our daily business immediately because uh, John Madden was such a part of the of the substance of uh, presenting our games, television, if you will. And he had uh, uh, the reason that he had the authority he had is because uh, he had walked the talk. He had lived it. Uh, he was a coach for a short time. You couldn't have been around very long. And really, when you look at the tenure of a lot of coaches, you couldn't have been around and uh, for long or you would have missed it. On the other, th on the other hand, though, it was very impactful. <coughs> I, I had the advantage with John 
that uh, one of the people that I know he thought the most of was Al Davis. And Al Davis, um, um, you might say, brought him into coaching. John brought himself into coaching. But Al Davis was his early, uh, if you will, not mentor, but early John Madden supporter and builder. And uh, uh, having said that, Al and I were very close. And uh, so my early days in the NFL uh, were colored a lot by Al in the sense that uh, uh, it involved John because John, uh, Al thought so much of John. He knew him. He knew how deep uh, uh, his integrity went. He knew his caring aspect. Uh, he knew him as well as anybody living. And so uh, John didn't have to put a, uh, a resume in front of me to be credible because Al Davis had already made him into something, uh, uh, not made him, but just had uh, made me aware of what John Madden was. Jerry, there was some good news for Cowboys fans yesterday. DeMarcus Ware named a finalist for the Pro Football Hall of Fame in his first year of eligibility. How excited were you to see that? And uh, when you guys turned in his draft card in 2005, did you ever anticipate he'd become the player that he did? You know, really, it was one of our more memorable times. And uh, the answer is, uh, yes, we had been looking uh, for years for someone that might come along and have some of the uniqueness of Charles Haley, if you will, uh, but uh, have the athletic ability that uh, uh, DeMarcus has was something we just had never seen. Well, uh, the day of the draft, Bill Parcells had gotten real uh, excited about uh, Spears. We were trying to go to the 3-4 away from the 4-3 defense, 3-4 being three down linemen and outside linebacker types that did your rushing. Uh, but you couldn't get there in a year, and that bothered Bill. Well, Spears fit perfectly. He could go either way. And we had two number one picks. Well, uh, we had decided – and I for sure had decided that we were going to take Ware. Well, uh, Bill, of course, was really uh, at odds with that, and uh, I just uh, had convinced myself Ware would never be there if we waited until our 21st pick. We had the 11th and 21st pick. So we had quite a foray uh, before the draft, and I turned his card in, and Bill was sitting right beside me and he wouldn't say anything to me. And pouting, if you will. Now, you can imagine uh, how that might go. Well, he's writing, and he writes out a contract, and it basically says that if Ware does not average 10 sacks a year uh, for the first two years in the NFL, then he got five trips a year on my G5 jet airplane (laughs) with his significant other, if Ware didn't. And, boy, he had it all fixed up beautifully and had signature lines on it, and he slipped it over to me. And, of course, Bill was just trying to break the ice because we had disagreed there on the pick. And so I added an addendum. I said, I so agree to the above. He can have if he doesn't make. But should player make over 10 sacks a year, the airplane will go. Jerry Jones will be on it rather than Bill with Bill's significant other. And I put a signature line under that. We still have that contract, and it's uh, one of the highlights of my time. But uh, uh, we, we've moved into where and gotten to Bill real quick. But, Bill, I want to be clear, Bill's one of the greatest uh, 
experiences and joys and positive experience I had in my have, have had in my time in football. So it was just another day in our relationship. Well, and while there's a lot of excitement about DeMarcus Ware, there was some uh, disappointment about Darren Woodson failing to make the cut. Do you think Darren Woodson is one of the Hall of Fame's bigger oversights at the moment? Yeah, very much about Darren. Darren's uh, uh, just, uh, in my mind, has to be in the uh, Hall of Fame. Now, that doesn't get you anywhere because Jerry Jones said he has to be. But uh, he's uh, everything when we think of an impact player and think of someone that uh, – represents what we would like for the world to see and think and evaluate when they see a name in the Hall of Fame. His background coming to the NFL, his time in the NFL, his leadership ability, uh, what he was as a player, which is the big criteria, all of that uh, uh, Darren Woodson needs in the Hall of Fame. Jerry, do you feel that this is a team that uh, may be – your best shot at a world title since those mid-90s teams? Well, uh, we've uh, uh, I'm reluctant just because I don't want to jinx it as much as anything. Uh, but uh, I like the way that we have evolved uh, relative to what's happened to us injury-wise, availability-wise. Uh, we've had early some real uh, uh, unavailable top players because of injury, and uh, that's caused us to get depth now or get a lot of young players ready to play. And uh, our alternative to young would be a free agent-type player that uh, might not have played as much. Well, boy, those guys have gotten all kinds of snaps, and it goes throughout the roster, completely throughout the roster. And consequently, uh, we've got sitting here with our – now some of those top players that at least we thought they were going to be top players when we came out of training camp, uh, they've uh, become available. They're out there. They're in shape. They're ready to play. They're playing. And plus we've got that depth behind them. And so I'm hoping that that's going to be a real advantage for us. As you know, boy, it is so dicey uh, to talk about uh, what happens in the playoffs because we don't have – multi-game playoffs it's all decided in one afternoon or one night and uh that's that's what you've got so you can have a good team and not get there i've uh, been fortunate to be involved with uh, three teams i think that certainly could have gone all the way uh, over the last 30 25 years and not gone all the way any one of them that would have changed the picture around here a lot uh, but that's part of what we sign up for. That's the NFL. That's football. Yeah, and I, I know anybody that's around the team and, and close to them and covering them knows how badly you want to win. I know you don't want to jinx it, but does it make you feel, especially with having those recent teams like back in 14 and 16, like restless at all, knowing that, you know, how fleeting it can be, especially when you've got a group as talented as this one? Well, you, the last sentence you said there, uh, I, I think it's uh, well recognized uh, that um, our, our talent level uh, is uh, recognized. And um, uh, that's, that's really important because uh, right with ability, maybe every bit is equal to ability, is availability. So if our talent is available 
and our talent is uh, uh, ready to play. I have had current rep, uh, reps uh, going all the way through, whether it's Zeke or whether it's Dak or whoever it is. If that talent's ready to go and we're getting into the playoffs, then uh, uh, that bodes well because this is what you've got when you get there and what you got when you get there in your first quarter, your first half, as you get into the playoffs. And so I don't want to be redundant, but the most encouraging thing about our situation is our talent availability as we sit here today. Jerry, you talk about availability there with COVID surging, not only across the league, but I mean, across the entire world right now, have you guys given any consideration to using the Omni next door as a sort of bubble for the players during the playoffs? Well, we encourage uh, uh, our players to be smart and that encompasses everything. And uh, you and I are involved in it every day. Uh, I talk a good game, but when I get out in the weeds, I don't practice a good game. I find myself right in the middle of a big conversation with no mask on, uh, for, for better or for worse. I've got to do better. We have to realize as we, as a team, as an organization, as we move into these playoffs, and we don't have to be told. We can look at the experience that's happening with teams every day, and we can see them shut down or really altered or really compromised by not having players available. Uh, we've got a great system in place, as I see it, for the times right now. And our testing time, our uh, uh, basically a, a, a symptoms-based uh, evaluation of where a player is COVID-wise, uh, all of this, I think, will uh, is the practical best way for us to work as a league, and it works for the Dallas Cowboys right now, the one we're in right now. Uh, will we make a change if we have to? Of course we will. We That's what we've learned as much as anything is the uh, ambiguity that's sitting here with this COVID and the ability to make decisions and try something else. Now, despite the COVID, and we all know the situation, yours truly, uh, certainly at the moment, but how wild is Jerry Jones getting tonight for New Year's? Excuse me? <laughs> how wild is Jerry <laughs> Jones' New Year's going to get? Jerry Jones is going to be a, a, a pretty simple, a quiet boy tonight. And, uh, and again, uh, I'm going to practice what I'm sitting here actually referring to, and uh, uh, I'm going to be careful as opposed to New Year's Eve's in my life, and uh, uh, I'm going to be thankful uh, to get to be a part of this thing as we wake up tomorrow. I'm excited about being out at that stadium today. I'll be there for the uh, Alabama-Cincinnati game, and so uh, I'm just going to smell the roses uh, uh, here tonight, and uh, if I miss a beat, uh, miss a dance, uh, then it won't hurt because I have danced these souls off these feet for the last uh, some odd years. And so uh, uh, it, it won't be that I, I, I haven't done it if I don't do it tonight. Well, we know that uh, it'll be well worth it in what you see on Sunday going into the playoffs. Again, Jerry, happy New Year's to, uh, to you and yours. Appreciate the time and best of luck on Sunday. Well, it's been a lot, it's a lot of fun. I really enjoyed being on with you guys and your counterparts. Uh, it's an important part of uh, 
getting to be involved with the Cowboys to me and visit with our fans like this. So you guys are, are real important to me, and let's have a big new year coming up. We appreciate it. You as well. Thank you, Jerry. Thank you, Jerry. Thank you.